What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here, and welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 38.2. We are continuing our playthrough of The Witcher 1, the very first Witcher. Uh, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt has released, came out yesterday, and uh, I hear it's pretty good. I hear it's really good. I wish I could get to it. Me too. Um, but I am I am steadfast in the fact that I am not going to touch that game until after I've played The Witcher 1 and The Witcher 2. I've already made up my mind about that. Yeah, me too. And uh, But yeah, uh, Phoenix Down. Um, for those of you just joining, and I don't know why you just joined at the, be at the beginning of a series, but um, what we do here is we go back and play older games or even newer games and uh, discuss them uh, kind of like a book club. And uh, we uh, were playing through The Witcher because we want we kind of wanted to be topical. It was, it was very, very funny. Um, we were totally down for playing The World Ends with you, and uh, the the same day we were going to record, uh, they released a trailer for The Witcher Three, and both Matt and I watched that trailer and said, "Man, I really want to do The Witcher now." And so we said, "Fuck it, we're going to do The Witcher." <laughs> so <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. So yeah, it, all based on a trailer for a game that we're not even playing. Uh, so yeah, um, this is chapter three. We're covering chapter three of uh, The Witcher, which is basically, I would say, in this chapter is the halfway point, and then past the halfway point. Um, uh, Geralt, Geralt, Geralt. How do you? Uh, is it Geralt, 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 Geralt? That's it. Yeah, I think it's Geralt. Geralt. Okay. I always call him Geralt. Or Geralt. This Geralt. Okay. Geralt <laughs> is uh, hot on the trail of the Salamandran. Uh, these uh, group of uh, bandits who are um, in association with uh, the two main bad guys of the game. Um, uh, the professor who is kind of like this uh, gun for hire or an assassin for hire, since guns don't exist in this world. Not yet, at least. Um, and, um, ja God, how do you pronounce his name? Azar Javed? Javed. Javed. I was going to say Yaved, but uh, Javed. For a Yog. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, the, uh, this, uh, we're, we're trying to get to him. Uh, he, he's the one who led the attack on the, uh, the Witcher base. And yeah, we almost need to get to him and start to fight him and then nothing comes of it. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he always likes to open portals and go through them somehow. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed opening portals and going through them and in, in, in other situations. This is true. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he's just a big portal fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. But he, uh, we're, we're trying to get to him and the professor because, uh, they have stolen the, um, uh, both the equipment and, um, the information, the secretive information about how to become a witcher. And, uh, we have the, we have a feeling they're going to be using this information for, uh, nefarious reasons. As a quick aside, hey, did you watch Geralt turn into a witcher in that, uh, in the TV show? I did not. 
Is it pretty cool? Mm, not really. Right. Well, <laughs> truth be told, so so everyone everyone kind of knows who's listening to this knows that The Witcher is is based on a series of books that were very very popular in Poland. Uh, so much effect that they even made a television show uh, based on the books that came out in the uh, uh, late '90s, before the the video games were even thought of. And I it, all the episodes are on YouTube and they're subtitled, and it looks like one of those like Hercules or Xena, warrior princess, that kind of thing. It looks like that kind of quality. And I was like, I really want to watch this because it looks kind of cheesy. And I'm totally down for that right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it seems a bit weird to me because it's that level of quality, but it, it doesn't have that level of camp or like intentional goofiness. Right. At least not through what I've seen. And I've watched not a lot, but the first first full episode, which was the first five parts. Mm-hmm. And... uh yeah, it, it's that level of acting and that level of quality, but it takes itself much more seriously. I'm fine with that. Fuck it. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where, like, imagine if Game of Thrones was made back in like 1996. How, how would that look? So. But uh, it, it's a uh, yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. So far. So I also uh, heard you get a movie out of it. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, that's probably been said at some point about every fantasy series, but I did read recently that there might be some sort of Witcher movie in the works. Like a big budget movie, or are we still talking like... Yeah, no, I think it was a like a Hollywood movie. Really? Hmm, interesting. So, yeah, um, uh, going into uh, uh, Chapter 3, uh, uh, Geralt was uh, poisoned by um uh, the professor or he got into a fight with the professor and uh Javed and um uh the, the, he was poisoned and uh they they both kind of pretty much played it out like well, you're going to die from this so uh enjoy your last moments on earth or whatever so uh but uh he wakes up in uh Triss's apartment and um it's inside the uh the kind of the, the market district of Vizima uh, the more kind of, I guess, say the upper class part of Azima. Uh, and she has, um, I guess, cured him of his, his poison. And uh, she is talking to someone, a woman, uh, through this kind of like a um, a mirror te- te- teleport thing. Um, she's kind of having like a phone call conversation through a mirror. Uh, and they're talking about Geralt uh, and saying, it, but we don't know exactly what what they're discussing. Uh, she, she, I do distinctly remember her saying that uh, he doesn't know about it yet, but I, I'm sure I can convince him. Is what she said. Um, so we don't know exactly what's going on with that. Um, we all, well, of course, we all know uh, Triss is a witch. Uh, so she uh, she has a lot of sorcery trickery up her up her sleeves, and um, we don't know if it's for good reasons or bad. Um, and they kind of play this really well um, uh, with some of the choices, rather. Um, 
in in this game uh because because he has amnesia and he doesn't remember any of these people people are coming up to him and say hey you remember me you did this job for me or we've known each other for a long time stuff like that and we don't know if they're telling the truth or not yeah and and with tris especially i like that i don't really have any idea how good or bad she is right which makes the first big decision in this chapter uh, more difficult than it would have otherwise been. Right. So we can kind of get on our way with that. So Triss tells us that there's a couple of things we need to worry about right now. We're trying to get Salamandra um, and uh, Lavardin, uh that guy who has clones all over the fucking world, apparently. Yeah. He is ha- he is holding a um, he holds parties like these big um, meetings for all the uh, high society people um, in Vizima almost nightly. It seems like. Yeah, I think it is every night. And um, it's basically where they all come discuss politics and and crap like that, but also a place to socialize. And she wants think of uh, Dragon Age Inquisition here. Yeah, um, but What's- not. Not oh. yeah 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 not in the the grand scale uh, of Dragon Age Inquisitions um, or lay I guess yeah the 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 ball or the banquet or whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, so Tris wants us to accompany her to uh, one of these uh, assemblies or meetings or you know, parties, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and uh, try to get some information. There's some people there. Uh, she she firmly believes that somebody in this group is helping both fund Salamandra and are in cahoots with them. And uh, we need to figure out who. So we need to do some more investigating. On top of that, she has also pinpointed a source of power uh, in the um, in the city of Vizima. Uh, she wants to get a better spot of where this source of power is coming from. She's using her sorcery to do it, but she tasks Geralt with placing these three uh, beacons or whatever to basically triangulate exactly where this source is coming from. So those are our two main objectives. The first one's real, real easy. Go put these three orbs in these three spots in the city. Takes five minutes. Um, and we'll just talk about that right now. So, uh, when we do that, uh, she is able to, to figure out where this source is coming from and it's coming from that little boy, uh, the, the, the boy who we saw in the first chapter, uh, who the, uh, the witch was, um, uh, guarding the first witch that we ran up against. What was her name? I can't remember. Abigail. Abigail, yeah. Yeah. Abigail was guarding it, guarding him in the uh, the town outside of Azima, uh, which I thought Abigail took the kid out of Azima, but apparently he's in the city now. I don't know what happened with Abigail. Maybe Abigail just left. Well, I know there was a choice in the game. You could have her die or not. Yeah, well, I didn't have her die. I didn't either. And so I, I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how he got here. I thought her and the boy left town. I could be wrong, but I think it had something to do with the quarantine because he's in the hospital. Yeah. And we have to go get him. Yep. 
so um, uh, we tell Triss about this. Triss is like, okay, we need to get this kid and bring him back to my place. He is some form of power. Uh, but she actually she actually mentions what it is, and for the life of me, I can't remember. Uh, he 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 is marked by something. So it's basically a long time ago, uh, an elf or a I think it has something to do with an elf uh, was supposed to procreate with another t- powerful elf mage or something like that. And instead, she fell in love with another man who was not Elvin, and they had a kind of like a half breed, and they became these like the offspring had became these like marked ones that have this really huge source of magical power that can be very destructive if not handled properly. Does that sound right to you at all, Matt? Yeah, that sounds right. They're uh. This game likes to give you some stories in basically speech form. So there was that one, and then you, you get another couple of stories like that when you get out to the to the little elf glade in the in the swamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get some legend. That that sounds about right for. So uh, he is one of these offspring. I mean, he's not the offspring of of her. Particularly, but he is an ancestor, or, or, or he, he is. What, what's the opposite of an ancestor? Descendant. A descendant. There you go. Fuck. I'm losing my mind. I can't think of words. Use my words, Drew. Um, so, um, he, uh, he's a descendant of these, these marked ones. He has this source of power. It is very unstable. Triss says that she knows how to keep it stable. Otherwise, he could very well destroy the entire city and not even be aware of it. Um, so uh, she tasks us with going to the hospital, getting him, and uh, bringing him to her. Uh, when we get to the hospital, uh, unfortunately, he's not there. In fact, uh, some people have taken him. Plus, we get ambushed before we even get to the hospital. Do we get ambushed? I can't remember. Well, ambushed by Shani, and she's like, "Hey, get this kid from the hospital and bring him, bring him to me." Like, not even knowing that that's why we were going there. This is true. I can't remember if it was after, after he had got kidnapped or before. For me, yeah. it was as soon as I transitioned over from the trade quarter to yeah. the, uh, the other quarter. Yeah, she she somehow Shani found out we were we were going to get the kid. And she she is she does not want us to leave him with Triss that that horrible horrible witch. Apparently they have I don't I don't know maybe they have history together I don't know. So she wants us to to get him and take him back to Shawnee's place. So uh, but when we get to the hospital he's not there he has been kidnapped. Uh, by, is it, it was, it's not the Skoatel, it's, is it, is it the, uh, Salamandra that they get him? I'm thinking uh-huh. it is. Yeah, I think so. The, the Salamandra kidnap him and we have to get him back. 
So uh, another, it's, it's, it feels, like I said, it feels, all this feels like side quests, but it's part of the main story. And so it's like, all right, I got to run to this small little building, kill a bunch of guys here, get him. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's all, it's all small bits, but it's all part of a larger thing. So we go, we, we, we kill a bunch of salamandra guys. Um, we get the kid and now we have a choice. Who are we going to leave the kid with? We can leave him with Triss, the witch, or we can leave him with Shawnee, the elf. Matt, who did you leave her with? Leave him with? Triss. So you went with Triss? Yeah, I went with Triss for the reason that Shani seems like a good person, but this is bigger than her. You know, I don't know that I trust Triss, but for better or worse, she probably understands Alvin and that power better than Shani is going to, who is just going to see him as a boy, which, you know, that's great. Treat him as a person, but... You know, just treating him like a little boy, I think, would have would would be bad in the end. Whereas, if Triss is trustworthy, or if she can be convinced, then you know we could end up with Alvin under control somehow, some way in the future. Right. I went with Shawnee. Hmm. Um, mainly because of a few reasons. One. I believe Shawnee has fought alongside with Geralt. She knows him personally, um, uh, knows him for, for years. And I do not trust Triss at all. Interesting. I don't like that mysterious mirror phone call that she had. Um, that, that may be, she, it may all be good intentions. I'm not too sure. In fact, now that I've made the choice, I then realize I just left this kid of magical power with an elf during an elven rebellion. So it could come to bite me in the ass. I don't know, but I trust Shawnee more than I trust Triss. Yeah, I, I do as well. I just don't know that she's capable of handling this boy. So after after giving the kid to Shawnee, Shawnee is totally like in love with Girl now. Yeah, same thing with Triss. She's basically like, oh, I hope you're going to give me a ring to show me how committed you are. That's exactly <laughs> what Shawnee said. Take a step back here, Triss. Yeah. At that point, I had not had sex with Shawnee. So I was like, okay. I've got shit ton of rings on me. <laughs> so I gave her a ring. She said, I can't accept it. Yep. I was like, you just told me to give you a ring and I gave it to you. And now you're saying you don't want it. And I'm like, all right, fine. So I went back to Triss and told her that I, I, I gave the kid to Shawnee. Now, every time I talk to Triss, she says, speak and then get out of my face. Huh. I found this part of the game to be highly annoying because it was... Go talk to Shani. Okay, I've talked to Shani. Now go tell Triss this. Okay, I'll run all the way back and tell Triss. Yeah. All right, now make sure it's cleared with Shani. So run all the way back and talk to her. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> really? You can make me run this leg? It didn't, it didn't take that long. 
but I felt like I walked back and forth on the same path like five times. <laughs> this, this that is this game, dude. Like this game is like it takes place in this entire city, and I'm just like, I am so sick of walking around this fucking city. Yeah. See, usually, I mean that that happened to me a lot, especially in chapter two, but that's because I was just kind of wandering around. I'll do a quest here. Uh, I guess I'll walk all the way over here and turn in this one quest. This this part of Chapter 3 felt strange to me because the game was telling me to do it. So I'm like, this isn't me doing it wrong or doing it slowly or out of order. This is the game saying, run from A to B. Now run from B to A. Now run from A to B. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. It was rough. So we have chosen two different paths. Now I'm, I'm interested to see how this is going to go. I have a feeling it's going to go the exact same way, except it's going to you just replace Triss with Shawnee. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um. So, um. Do all that, and that's pretty much the end of that storyline. For now. Yep. Now it's all about going to this party. We go to the party, and we get to meet numerous people. Um, some people we've seen before, some people we haven't. The Varden's there. He's he, he he's fat. Um, no, I don't know why he's wearing that bell like a cow. I know he's wearing the bell. He's always got that hat on. He always every time you talk to him, he goes yes like that. I hate that. <laughs> and uh, I I think I saw like five Lou Vardens at the fucking party. That, yeah, that's that's why he's being so secretive. He's raising a clone army, I think. I think that's what's going on. Or maybe he's just so scared that people's trying to kill him, he just hires a bunch of people that look like him. So, uh, um, we meet up with him, and there's a whole bunch of people here. This is the first time we we finally get to meet uh, the the princess, the one that we've we helped out at the very beginning of the game or, or in the cutscene um, uh, years later. Um, she is, uh, she's there, uh, along with a whole bunch of other people. So is it Ada or Ada? Yeah, I was calling her Ada. Ada? Um, yeah, it's Ada. Uh, it's, it's so weird, these names, but, uh, she, she's there, the princess. Um, she's got a bodyguard who is a douchebag. Yep. Doesn't like witchers, doesn't like... Gerald at all. Um, but she is like totally infatuated with him. Um, uh, uh, Thaler's there. Um, and, uh, we find out a few things about him. Uh, not, he's not just a, a fence, a guy who, who, who takes multiple, uh, pieces of inventory and stuff like that from around the city and sells it. Um, he is actually uh, a spy. He is a spy for uh, the the city of. Um, he, he's the intelligence, I should say. So he's basically the CIA of the city for the king. Uh, the king is nowhere to be found, though. Uh, the Foltest, ki- right? What's that now? King Foltest. Yeah. He is um he apparently he is out of the city right now. In fact, I believe he's out of the country at the current moment. Uh, I guess dealing with this war that's going on. I don't think it's ever been actually confirmed what he is doing, but he is not in the city right now. 
So pretty much all the ruling and stuff is going through Ada. Um, who else is at this party? Um, Triss is always there. Yeah, Triss is there. Um, she's kind of like our, our, our plus one. Uh, but she's also like wanting us to talk to a whole bunch of people. Um, Captain of the Guards, I think, is there. Yeah, there's the one. There's the one knight that they make a point of talking about because he doesn't talk. So he's got another guy that speaks for him. Yeah, um, Thaler talks for him. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it, he, he's taken a vow of. Uh, Silence or something like that. It's it's weird. Um, so we we talked to all these people and we're trying to figure out who exactly knows something about Salamandra and who has got their hands in this. And it could be any of these people. Uh, and this is where in the party where we learn that that uh, Thaler's really uh, kind of the intelligence for the for the uh, for the country and. Um, Ada is kind of weird. She, um, she's never been quite right since she had that curse put on her. Uh, yep. the, um, luckily Geralt was able to lift the curse, but she still has a pension for a special type of meat and she likes it raw. The meat. Yeah. The meat. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> so um, then we go on this like little very small side quest of like she 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 won't really talk to us unless um, we bring her something she desires, and uh, so we find out uh, what she's really into this uh, this kind of like a raw special meat uh, that can't be found really around the city. So we have Triss conjure up some. <laughs> And uh, we give it to her, and she she loves it, and she then invites me. What now? That was an opportunity for a fetch quest. Oh, was it? Go find go find five of these pieces of meat. I, I really didn't want to do that. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh great, now they're gonna make me go out of the city and fucking go hunt these fucking animals. Yep. So um, she invites us back to her room to um. I mean, she's only got one thing on her mind, to be honest with you. She she wants to, she she wants to bang Geralt, and uh, so I banged her. <laughs> I mean, that's that. I don't. You don't have to, do you? I don't know. I thought my game kind of glitched there because there was a weird like they they started to, and then they showed his like Witcher pin fly off to the side. And they really like focused on it, and then like one second later, she was like out the door, like and there was no pin on the floor, and like she was gone. And there was no no discussion about what just happened. So I I got really confused at that point in the game for a second because I'm like I I see what's happening and it is happening, and then all of a sudden it's not happening. Yeah, that that I mean that that's kind of how they handle sex in this game. It's weird. It's just like you know they 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 go they go they lay down on the bed and then we're back to gameplay of them just kind of wandering around. So uh, 
I don't really think, I mean, she didn't give us any vital information. She just told us that she believes somebody is working for Salamandra at this party. I'm like, I kind of fucking already knew that. Yeah. So, um, the only other thing that really happens at this party is that Taylor, I keep calling Taylor, but it's Thaler. Yeah, Thaler, I think. Thaler, Thaler. Um, he, he is wanting us to get something for him. It's in the other room. It's kind of like, um, a confidential piece of paper. Uh, he wants somebody to be discreet about it because it's, it has to do with his intelligence stuff. So we go and get it. And of course I get captured or, or somebody spots me going through, uh, rummaging through all the stuff and then I get him drunk and he forgets about me. At the same time, I get fucking shit faced at the party. I didn't mean to. I was like, this guy won't leave me alone until I get him drunk. So I got him. I got us both drunk and I finished the rest of this quest stumbling around. <laughs> and he moves so fucking slow when he's drunk. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate it so bad. And uh, <laughs> even in the cutscenes, he's still talking normally, but he's just like completely just stumbling around in the cutscenes while he's talking. And it looks so dumb. <laughs> So, um, after we leave the party, uh, we come to basically another, uh, another choice. Um, uh, Thaler is outside and, uh, the, the guard, the main guard for, um, the, the princess is there and he has a bunch of his guards around Thaler saying, you know, they're, they're arguing about something. We don't know what. So we, we walk up to them. Uh, or for me, I stumble up to them and, um, they're arguing that, um, he, the, 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 the bodyguard is saying that Thaler is, uh, not who he says he is. He's a spy for another country. Uh, and he is, um, doing something like he, he, he's doing something wrong, like, like spying for the other country or he's trying to sell them out or something like that. While Thaler is saying that the other guy is a fake, he is creating uh, documents using a fake seal of the king. Right, because there's no signature there. He says, look, it's only a seal. Anybody could have stolen that seal. So even though the, the there's a, a signed writ by the – or not a sign, but a, a writ from the king that says that I should be taken in, that the whole thing's a lie. Yeah, and the thing is is that there's multiple um, – um, laws or writs or whatever you want to call them that's being passed around with this exact same seal with no signature. And he's been, he's kind of been spying about this stuff for a few days now and seeing that a lot of stuff is getting passed without really the King's consent. Uh, but it's playing it off like the King actually signed off on this stuff. So we have a choice. Choice being, do we side with Thaler or do we side with the bodyguard? Um, to me, this was pretty much a no-brainer. I'm going to go with Thaler. Yeah, no-brainer because A, I kind of already want to root for the underdog. B, the bodyguard was just a douche. And C, like, Thaler's already been in this game before, in this story. Yeah. He seems more like a main character. I, I have a feeling this guy's actually a good guy. I mean, he, he, he acts like he's dealing in the shadows, and which he very well is. He's a spy. But I think he's on the good side. 
Yeah, I mean Han Solo was also a smuggler, so this is true. So there you go. It's and so I, I we all we I, we both went with Dollar, obviously. Yeah, I, you know th- this is the kind of thing that I wish they would work a little harder to balance because if you were to see the percents, like in Catherine, say like how many people picked this versus that, I would bet most people went with Dollar. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it would be if they like made that bodyguard less of a douche, maybe or. Gave you some sort of hint that he was more than just a, a prop for the story. Yeah, that besides somebody who seems like a like a NPC. That that's that yeah, that's definitely one of the problems I have with this game is that th- it's either you're going to be a good guy or you're going to be a complete douchebag, and and it it doesn't feel right to me. Um, be, and it's all due to the writing of the characters. And there's a prime, a perfect example for this to, to correlate with this is, uh, I don't know if you've played it, but Infamous Second Son, the newest Infamous game. Did you play it? Yep. Um, th- there, there is no logical reason in Infamous Second Son to do the evil path except to be a giant douchebag. That's the only reason. I mean, it, it, you know, it's like the the first choice. I mean, it's not necessarily a spoiler because it happens within the first 15 minutes of the game. But the first choice is to, A, turn yourself in, or B, watch this old woman get tortured. And I'm just like, no shit. Go with, go with turning yourself in. You know, it's like, it, it, it's no, it's not like you're, you, there's, there's no gray area there, you know. And that was one of the things I I, did, I disliked about Second Son that I, that I fucking loved about Infamous One was that there was so much gray area. You know, yeah. uh, do you save your girlfriend or do you save you know ten doctors that could save people in the city? That's a gray area. Do you go for the woman you love or do you go for people who can help other people? You know, do you take the selfish route or do you take the the the, the morally good route you know it, but instead it, it, in second son it's all just do you want to be an asshole or do you want to sacrifice yourself and be the good guy so it, i mean and it's it's, it's kind of like that in the witcher so, which is strange to me because the witcher's world seems like a world full of gray yeah like everything about this world seems gray except the choices that you make I just I don't know like you know that's that's the that's the one of the weird things about like the prime example the Witcher himself is that the Witcher isn't necessarily a good guy Witchers aren't good guys they just they're they're monster hunters and they normally don't do monster hunting for free you know what I mean that's that's like every time we we ever accept to kill a number of monsters he's always like am I going to be compensated for this. Yeah, he's not particularly altruistic, and he's not. It, it seems like he generally witchers don't have much of a place in human life. They don't. Fucking people hate them, and they they're very solitary. It seems. Yeah, they they they, they hate them. They think they're freaks of nature. You know, they they they. That's the thing. Is like like somebody like a, a guy in a village could hire a witcher to kill this werewolf for us, and then after he's done, he's like, "Get the fuck out of my village, you piece of shit." You know, it's, 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 it's weird shit like that where, 
that they're they're needed, but they're also hated. So it's I mean it, this this world has has a lot of meaning to it and has a lot of heart, but in the sense of a gameplay standpoint of telling a story, it it's it's either you know left or right. And yeah, I, I, I don't. There's a number of issues with the storytelling. Other, you know, in addition to that, yeah, like the each chapter so far doesn't really seem to have a great like the arcs don't really work that well for me. Yeah, so far, I mean, again, we're not we're not done with the game, but you know, ideally, you'd have overriding storylines, which you do have, and you'd have in-chapter arcs, which you do have, but they never seem to like come to a head when they're supposed to. Yeah. Never really build on each other so far. I, I don't know. It, I, I know what you're talking Obviously, about. It, revisit at the end of the game, but... It feels like there's no real build-up. It, yeah. it feels like busy work until the boss fight. Yeah. That's 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 my biggest problem, and that's, that's what I was... That's kind of where I'm getting at with the whole... Everything feels kind of like a side quest, but it's part of the main story. It, it, it's, it's so strange how, how they structured this game. It's all about structure, I think. And it just it doesn't feel like it's structured in any real meaningful way. Which, which again, feels even more strange because it's, it is such a, you know, maybe not a unique world, but it's an interesting world. And there are there is so much of that gray area in everything and all the characters pretty much. Yeah, I mean even you know take whatever one you know Triss seems super gray. I don't, good or bad, I don't know. She's helping me out. You know she's a freak in the sack, but you know <laughs> is she doing? You know she seems like she's shady and she's a you know a witch, a sorceress, but you know she hasn't done anything overtly evil yet. Right. Or or even Lou Varden, you know he. You know, he's he's bri- he even admits to bribing guards. He's like, yeah, that's just the way business works here. You know, don't don't seem shocked that I'm bribing guards and hiring people to do my dirty work. But you know, I'm not I'm not killing people. I'm not a bad person so yeah. far. That's the thing. I like. I don't think Lou Varden's a bad guy. You know, right? The other things you would consider illegal or 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 bad, maybe not evil, but yeah, he's he's he's, he's a selfish person. But I don't think he he I don't think he's 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 evil. That's that's the that's the thing. It, yeah. It's like this this world is filled with 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 ambiguous characters, but they're presented in either good or evil ways. Yeah. So it, regardless of how they're presented. Yeah. So um, we we choose to go with Thaler. Um, and he's like, okay, obviously this, I figured this is going to pay off sometime. Um, it's an investment. Yeah. So then we, we, we get some information, uh, saying that there are two bases of operations for the salamandra. Uh, both of them, uh, having to do with a fish, fish tech, which is the type of, Basically, like a hallucinogen drug um, that is illegally sold uh, in the town. Um, they're obviously getting it from somewhere, and they're distributing it somewhere. 
So we got to find these two places and basically wipe them out. If we can cut off their source of income, they'll come running to us. And then at the same time, we can figure out who's supplying them. So uh, we have two places we can go, one of them being in the sewers, uh, the other one being in the swamp, which I was so happy to be done with Chapter 2 because I didn't want to go to the swamp again. Guess what? <laughs> we got to go back to the swamp. So let's talk about going into the sewers because this is where I went first. Yeah, this is where I went first, too, and then took a break to do everything else and then ended up back in the sewers. Yeah. So we go to the sewers to figure out this place. Um, we, we are able to actually sneak in uh, uh, kind of, I guess, acting like we're buyers of Fistech. Um. It's very strange because everybody obviously knows that this guy's a witcher. And I'm pretty sure during the Salamandra group meetings, they were saying, hey, this witcher's going around killing our guys. Yeah, and there aren't really that many witchers running around. Yeah, they're, they're rare now. <laughs> I just, it, it was t like a total disconnect for me because I was like, shouldn't they be like saying, whoa, you're a witcher. What are you doing here? Why are you buying Fistech from us? Wait, aren't you that witcher that's going around killing? Like, you know, you killed Joey yesterday. You know, is there some bullshit like that? That's, I don't know. Everybody knows that they have a bounty on his head, yet they just let him right on his base. So we go into their, their, their distribution plant, whatever you want to call it. And um, I, I, I slaughter everybody there. I think you kind of have to. Yeah. Because you have to go get some, you have to basically find evidence that they're doing this. So I, the evidence is in a chest, and there's a guy standing right next to the chest. Yeah, so, what is it? Louvarden wants like two letters, of that, a letter from each place as evidence? Yeah, basically saying that uh, they're getting their supply somewhere and they're selling their supply somewhere. Uh, so uh, when I open the chest, the guy standing there is obviously seeing me rubbing through the chest, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I, everybody in the whole place just wants to attack me, which is <laughs> that's so, so foolish, such a rookie mistake, because I will kill you. Real fast. This game does have that same issue of so many of this these fantasy games where you just barge into people's houses and start rummaging through their drawers, and nobody says anything. Yeah, most of the time. Which I, I always think is funny when there's just a lady sitting at a table and I'm like opening up her drawers and like sifting through all her clothes, taking what I want and then leaving everything else on the ground. Yeah, you can eat this cheese. Cool, because I'm taking it. I don't care if you if you wanted it. It's yeah. Fine. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's typical RPG shit. Yeah. So we get the evidence there. Um, and then we have to go to the swamp. Uh, they're they're in the, the cave area of the swamp. And um, 
but before we before we have to go into the cave to the base, we have to save the loggers, which is so annoying because we have to travel through the fucking swamp again. And there's you know, there's three different areas where you have to kill a bunch of salamandrin, save the loggers, and then the loggers tell you, oh, they're in this cave, which I, I knew they were in this cave because I got extra information from somebody. And I was just like, just let me go to the fucking cave. But no, I got to save these fucking these, these, these loggers. Uh, go into the cave and um, more salamandra. I kill them. Uh, but there is one other person there. There was a little boy. Oh, it's that little boy that the, the old woman in the swamp's been looking for. Yeah. A strange kid. Looks like every other kid that runs around town. It's weird. He's like he's not wearing a shirt. He's wearing like these weird like pantaloons, and he has that weird like hat, that flat yeah. that flat hat that hangs to the side and it's got a feather in it. <laughs> it's so dumb looking. Yeah, it is, and it doesn't have any place in the swamp. Yeah. And so we tell him to go home. He goes home. We go tell the old woman. She's like, oh, thank you. And uh, she gives us this, I don't know, she, she blesses us with the, the swamp people, or not the swamp people, but the, the, the fish people or whatever that they kind of worship. Yeah, they, like the ancient ones or whatever they call them. Yeah. And, Lord C. And so uh, we, we get that. It, it does nothing. In fact, the, the whole time I'm just answering like, okay, whatever, <laughs> you know. So we got the evidence. We can take it back to Lou Varden. And we uh, we take it back to Lou Varden. And um, while we're there, uh, a messenger comes in and says, holy shit, the, the bank, the bank of uh, the, 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 the Vivaldi's bank, yeah, Vivaldi and Sons or whatever, <laughs> is uh, being robbed. And so we're like, okay. Well, I guess we'll go figure this out. So we go to the bank and it's being um it's being robbed by the Scoatel. The uh the, the, the rebellious uh dwarves and elves. And I don't have much of a rapport with these people. Uh the first chapter I killed a bunch of them, and the second chapter uh, I killed a bunch of them. Huh. Um and uh, it, you basically have another choice here. Um, they call in the order. Uh, they don't call in the city guards. They call in the order, like the knight's order, um, to to fight these guys. Because the Skoatel and the knights kind of fight each other a lot. Um, they see them as terrorists. So when we get to the bank, we're like, okay, we can go into there and talk the Skoatel down from doing this stuff, basically siding with the Skoatel. Or we can side with the Knights of Order, and the leader of the Knights is obviously Siegfried, the guy who we fought the cockatrice with, the guy who we sided with when we were in the swamps and murdered all those Skoatel. And his counterpoint is Yavin? Yavin? Yavin, the, is, that, is the, that his name? Yeah, the one that's heading up the the Scoyatel rebellion. Yeah, he's he's an elf. Yeah. And I have no, I, I this is the first time I've met him because I haven't dealt with those guys at all. Oh, uh, see, I did I did two or three side quests for him just in this chapter. 
Yeah, I never ran into him. So he was up by the Glade at one point, and down in the sewers at one point. Yeah, I I don't know, but going into the bank, we have to choose who we're going to go with. Who'd you go with, Matt? I had a tough time. Uh, I didn't want to outright go with either, to be honest with you. Right, and that's I, I believe that's a viable option. I don't yeah. I don't think you have to choose a side. You can basically say, guys, let's just talk about this. I don't know what happens because I didn't choose it. But you can you can choose a like I'm not going to choose a side here, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean I like Siegfried. He seems like a a, a decent guy, but I went with Yavin just for the, you know, I feel like they're being mistreated. I'm I'm, I'm for the rebellion. I don't particularly like their tactics, but I support them in principle. So I said, look, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to overtly side with you. But I, I, I will do what I can to help your cause. Okay. So in that instance, what happened? Because I actually chose Siegfried. Uh, basically, they, you know, basically I told them I'm not going to kill the Knights of the Order for you. I won't do that. You know, I, again, I don't, I don't believe in your your methods. So I ended up saying I will help. He said something to the effect of, "Yeah, that's okay. I understand that." Everybody can help by doing what they're good at. And then Geralt, I think, says, you know, I'm good at killing monsters. And Yavin says, all right, well, we need a way out of here. So help clear a path from the through these uh, Kikimors or whatever they're called that are infesting this, the, the exit. Right. So basically I just went and, and killed a bunch of monsters for them and let helped them escape. Okay. I uh, chose to go with Siegfried because that man has done been nothing but good to me. And um, Siegfried, I wouldn't necessarily say goes on a power trip, but Siegfried's like, we're going to kill these guys. Let's end it. Yeah, he was like, we're we're not letting these guys go. There, There is no prisoners in this. These men are terrorists. They need to die. And at that point, I was like, damn, do I, do I really want to do this? But I was like, I'm going with Siegfried because this guy has not let me down. Oh, shit. So I uh, went in there and killed a shit ton of Skoatel. Now, I did meet up with the leader, and the leader escaped. Uh. He, 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 did, he, he went through that little area that you're talking about. They went through the sewers and shit like that, and it was um, very climactic. And uh, but he did he did escape, and Siegfried was like, "You fought well. You you have my support in anything." So wait, you never went in and talked to Yavin in the beginning, then? I did, yeah, originally because he had because Siegfried hadn't showed up yet. Uh, but then when Siegfried showed up, he ran. Oh okay. So um, I went with uh, I went with Siegfried on that, and uh, the Skoatel is now my enemy. Uh, after we've done the bank thing, uh, we now come to, all right, we're going to take on the main base of the Skoatel. Uh, to get to it, we have to go through the sewers. And, uh, I have, I asked, uh, Siegfried 
if he would please help me out with this since I had chose him to uh to help him uh in the bank thing uh, he said that you have my sword so us and a bunch of um uh order guys went through the sewers at midnight and uh went to uh the uh the Scotel base I, they, they, once I got to the Scotel base I had to go on my own he said that we'll we'll cover you while you go into the base yeah, I had the same thing. Basically, I uh, I had talked to Yavin and said, I, you know, I did this for you. I helped you out, and I've I've committed to help you out in the future. So why don't you do me a solid and help me with the, the salamander phase? So um, when we go into the base, there's a couple of things. Uh, one of them being uh, there's some Skoatel there talking to somebody. Through a mirror, much like Triss is, Triss does. Uh, and they're talking to this guy in like uh, plate armor, uh, asking for help, saying they need financial help because, oh shit, our, our, uh, Fistech, uh, you know, has been destroyed. Uh, this fucking crazy ass witcher's going around killing stuff and we can't stop him and we need it. We need a new source of income. And he's like, I'm not helping you guys. And they're like, Wait. So that's confusing to me. I thought it was the Salamander that were selling the fist tech. Why would the Scoyatel have a base where they're selling fist tech? I think I'm. I think I'm getting those two words confused. Then I'm, we're we're at the Salamandra base. Okay, because I thought maybe that was just a you know the the alternate the alternate thing. No, no, no. I, I I'm, I'm sorry. I I, t- I got those two words mixed up. <laughs> okay, okay. I was just I was trying to piece this game together, and I'm like, what justification would these rebels have for selling fist tech? Now the Salamander are looking for another financial backer. Okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, this guy in the mirror uh, is uh, saying, "Nah, I'm not going to help you guys." And then I come in, and they're like, "Oh shit, here comes the Witcher!" And oh shit, the Witcher just killed everybody in the room. Uh, and then I go to the mirror, and I'm asking this guy a bunch of questions. He's like, "Ah, don't worry about me. I was going to help them, but I chose not to. So I guess we're not enemies." And I don't. I don't trust this fucker one bit. I know. Um, but on to the base. And we go down into the base and um, decide uh, it's time to end this shit. <laughs> um, or no, no, I take that back. This is before we go into the base. I find these guys talking uh, to the guy in the mirror. Uh, and then that's where we get the information. So we were able to figure out where the base was by taking that, that rock that they were using to talk to that guy through the mirror. Yep. And then go give it to Triss. Yeah. Then she's like, okay, this is where the base is. Then we set up the base thing because I say this because we still have a little bit of time to do things. She, she specifically says, Get everything you want done now because when you do the base thing, there's no going back kind of thing. Uh, so I did, I did one other small side quest, which actually led me to that guy that was in the mirror. Did you? Yeah, let's say there were two things. The, the thing with the werewolf and the thing with meeting this guy in the end that was in the mirror. Yeah. I was hoping you had done at least both of those things. I, I did, I did do both of those things. 
Okay. So when we left the house, so before we, we take the rock back to Triss, when we leave the house, a fucking werewolf shows up. The dude's killing, like, fucking, this giant werewolf is killing, this massively fucking killing um, uh, salamander guys. And, uh, uh, you know, Geralt's like, Jesus Christ, it's fucking, it's a werewolf. And he's trying to fight it too. And uh, it backs off. And it, it, it looks, it's another guy. I don't know if it's actually Lou Varden, but it's a guy who looks like Lou Varden. And like it's, it looks at him and smells of him, but then it doesn't attack him and just walks away. Yep. And then he kind of falls over. Yeah, he kind of falls over like he like he faints or something. Yeah. And finally, we corner the the thing, and uh, this is all in cutscene. Uh, Geralt corners it, and then it starts talking to us. So my question for you is: Did you do the quest before this that leads you? Down the werewolf path? No. Which is basically just that, uh, uh, what's her name? The, the head lady at the eager thighs brothel, Carmen? Oh, you're talking just, about. Just a simple setup where it's like, oh, she needs your help. Right. I, I, I know what you're talking about. I, I got that quest, but I never did it. Um, you get that quest from uh, the 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 dumbass name. Um, was it Patrick DeWazy? Yeah, DeWazy. So dumb. Uh, he's he's like he said. Yeah, my sister, uh, um, disappeared, and I'm looking for her. Uh, she has uh, bright blue eyes and has blonde hair, and we find her at a brothel, and um, she wanted me to pay her like fucking five hundred gold to just have sex with her. And I'm like, wow, I'll just go find me a cheap whore. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I decided not to do that quest. Um, but you can tell me, did you do it? You did it obviously. Yeah. I don't remember paying anything for, I never found that blonde haired girl. Oh, really? I just, at some point someone was like, Carmen needs you. And then I, I thought, so I went to talk to her because I had helped her out before in chapter two. And then she says something like, oh, the guy I'm seeing is turning into a werewolf and he needs you to cure him. Oh, this is a totally different. Yeah, this is a different quest completely. Yeah, you, you run into her at the swamp. Yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, that's right. She, she's out in the swamp for some random reason. She's, she's, she, looking, for she's looking for a cure. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, yeah, there's like three different ways you can cure it. <laughs> or no, somebody somebody else has that. Is it Triss who knows all the different ways to cure lycanthropy? Uh, maybe. I, like I said, I didn't do this quest. No, but basically she gets all evasive and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to tell you who the werewolf is. So then later on you find out that, you know, you find out who it actually is and uh. sort of. Sort of ties back to that quest. Gotcha. So back to the werewolf at, at hand. Um, we have him cornered, and the werewolf starts talking to us. And uh, kind of find out the werewolf is actually Vincent. Uh, Vincent being the uh, the captain of the city guards. 
the one who we originally thought was a suspect in the Salamander case, uh, but we cleared his name. But one of the weird things was that we always noticed that when it came nighttime, he completely disappeared. We couldn't find him. Well, now it explains it because he's a werewolf. And I guess we have a choice here, too. Um, we're a witcher. He's a monster. Witchers kill monsters. So we have a choice of either killing him or letting him live. And Matt, what did you do? I don't know why you would kill him. Because he's a monster. Yeah, but we already went through the trouble of clearing him, so we already know he's not guilty for one crime. This is true, but he's still a monster. If they want us to think that he is a monster on the inside as well, then you know, then maybe there's just a fish justification for killing him. But you know, we've already cleared him once, and as soon as you talk to him, he's like, "Look, I, you know, I only kill the bad guys." Yeah, on the same side here. Yeah, he 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 says that. Um, the uh, but you know, you, you got to ask yourself: Do you want to be Sam Winchester or do you want to be Dean Winchester? You know, Sam's all, I, I, you know, he's all, you know, morally ambiguous. Do it, do it, do I kill this monster? It is a monster. Dean's like, I'm going to shoot it in the fucking head. So I, I didn't kill him either. Just, just FYI. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the, uh, we, we, we choose not to kill him. Uh, I, I believe him when he says he only kills the bad guys, which it kind of showed in that cutscene. Um, and uh, he runs off. Then we go find out where the base is. Then we go to the base. So, um, you have the Skoatel on your side. I have the Order on my side. And the um, the 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 big thing here is that. When we get to the base, there is going to be a portal there, which is basically how they explain how these people are getting around so so easily. And what we can do is we can open up that portal and bring in reinforcements to help us out with this big fight. Um, we get teleported by Triss because I the the douchebag um, guard is there. And he's he's wanting to uh to basically like turn us in for something. Oh yeah, he's about ready to bust the door down. Yeah, he's getting ready to bust the door down with Triss. So he so Triss quickly teleports us to uh the underground base of the um of the uh Salamandra. And so uh just I and Siegfried were the only ones that got teleported. Uh, so I guess it was the the the, uh, the Scotel boss. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. Um, we we get teleported. We go through a few caves and stuff like that. We eventually make it to the portal, uh, and there's a shit ton of salamander here. So um, I, I make it to the portal. We activate it. And here comes our reinforcements. Shit ton of guys. It's, it's going to be all out fucking war. And it, it is. I mean, there's there's fucking shit going everywhere. We got guys fighting everybody and more guys showing up behind us. And 
every time I go to fight those guys, the game crashes. <laughs> Did that happen with you? No, I didn't have that problem. I So when you open up the portal and you go forward with your reinforcements, you have that one big fight with those guys. And if you turn around, there's more guys coming up behind you. Um, and so I was, I was like, oh, well, let me go kill these guys too. Every time I went and fought those guys, the game crashed. Oh. I, it crashed like four or five times. And so I went online and apparently it's a known bug that it, the game crashes at this point. And everybody said, just go forward. When you kill that first group of guys, just run forward and you'll run into a cutscene. And sure enough, that's exactly what I did and it worked. Oh. And so when you run forward, look out. There's the professor and there's Javed standing there. And they're like, oh, you asshole. You've, you've you've destroyed our salamandras. We are so upset with you right now. And then they they cut they cut Geralt off from his reinforcements, and uh, kind of shock him. It did not like they 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 knock him down to the ground. He's in agony. And uh, when he wakes up, they're uh, they're gone. They, they've ran off into the back of the cave, making making their escape. And like you said, before we started recording here, this looks like the end of the of the chapter. Because when you get knocked out, it cuts to like the the the, the static cutscenes, uh, pictures, and uh, Geralt talking, basically, basically. Uh, retelling everything that happened in this chapter. But then there's more of this chapter. It's so strange. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. I mean, not, not to the degree of the end of the Lord of the Rings, but yeah, you set it up so that this is the end and then it keeps going. So I don't, I don't know what happens. We crash through the floor. But yeah, well, first what happens is um, we we chase them down uh, into uh, a cave. Uh, Javed does his little teleporting thing and, and goes through a portal and then leaves. But the professor stays behind. And the professor's there and he's like, okay, it's time to fucking end this. Yep. And uh, we have our boss fight with the professor. This fight was fucking difficult for me. Holy shit. Um, I, I, I had to make sure I was prepared before initiating that cutscene that put us into the fight. Um, did it take you a couple tries? Oh, absolutely. It took me probably like five tries. Uh, eventually what I had to do was put poison on my blade with the, uh, the hanged man's, uh, venom. Uh, I had to uh, have a swallow so it would uh, regenerate my health. And then right as the fight was going on, I drank a blizzard, which slowed down time around me so I could dodge attacks. Holy crap, man. This guy, <laughs> this guy's a boss. <laughs> 
but I did get to take him down. All you got to do is kill him and not his little minion dudes. Those giant spider things or whatever. Yeah, it was kind of weird. They all disappeared as soon as he died. Yeah, that was that was the intention. I was like, all right, let me just focus on him. And maybe if I kill him, that I'll get a cutscene or something like that. So uh, we wound him, mortally wound him. And while he's laying on the ground, he he does some kind of magical thing, and uh, the the cave collapses. That the floor of the cave collapses. We fall through. And uh, we land into another cave where a gigantic spider-looking thing is there. Uh, and um, it attacks us. Uh, Geralt gets out of the way and it gets the professor. Mauls him to death. Uh, his body is just laying there mangled. And then the spider runs off. And so I'm like, okay, do I have to fight this thing? Because I'm like, all right, let me get my, you know, let me get my silver sword out, and we're gonna do this shit. But it goes underground. I'm like, okay, so I guess I just need to leave. So I left, and then the spider comes back up out of the ground, and I'm like, and it's chasing me. And if this thing catches up to you, and it hits you once, you're dead. Yep. That, so. That- that's where I ended this chapter. That's where you ended the chapter. So there's a trick to it. And the trick is not conveyed very well because sometimes it's – Geralt says something to himself when he makes it to where the cutscene where the spider comes back out of the ground. And it always gets cut off because that cutscene happens. But what he says is there's support beams here. I could slow it down if I knock them over. Oh, basically, right. Basically form a cave-in. So I switch to my force push magic and uh, force push those beams and running. There's another part where I can force push more beams and it slows it down. And eventually I make it to where this is, is a large cave opening and there's support beams everywhere. And I make it to the end of it and it crashes down on the giant spider and kills it. And, um, I'm able to leave the cave when I, uh, get out of the cave. Uh, it's, it's right there at the, the dike. Is it the dike? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. Um, basically right there where where the boats are and stuff like that to where we can go to the swamp. I, I make it out there. And uh, when I when I come out there, there, there's somebody waiting on us. Actually, there's a bunch of people waiting on us. A ton of city guards, a ton of bodyguards, and the princess. She's there, and she's basically pretty much admitting to us that I'm the one working for or working with Javed. She's like, you've you fell into my trap. And we're we're not going to do this shit anymore. It's time to end you right now. I'm like, oh shit. Why are you doing this? Well, the king's away. My father is out of the city. I've been forging his signatures and shit. <laughs> I'm going to take over the city and I'm going to rule it for myself. That's her whole plan. And we're like, oh shit. So... 
as she's ordering her guards to kill us, we get teleported. Triss must have teleported us out of the out of harm's way. And when we wake up, we're on a coast, on a beach, and uh, there's it, it's a weird sight. I can't even explain it. Uh, there's a bunch of people on the beach. Um, they're looking out in the out toward the water, and there is a city out there in the water. It's not in the water. It's like on the horizon, giant huh. city. But it's not really there. Almost like it's a mirage or something. I think it only shows up during the moon. I don't. I don't know. I, I didn't play much further after that, although I did want to. And that's that's one of the things that 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 kind of that that I want to mention about this chapter. That's the end of the chapter uh, when you get teleported away, and now you're like, I don't know where the hell I am. I'm on this beach somewhere. I can't imagine Geralt the kind of guy who would really enjoy a nice beach. No, no. In fact, the 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 portal was wasn't it wasn't perfect. So when he got teleported, a portal opened, but it opened kind of like facing the earth. So when it when he fell through the portal, he kind of like fell about five feet and landed on his face. <laughs> and like all these people are sitting on the beach, like looking at this city. And like a couple people turn and look. He's like, what the fuck just happened? And then Geralt just, just gets up and he's like, damn, <laughs> that, that kind of sucked. <laughs> uh, so it's... um. But but that that's one of the things I have to mention was that chapter one was kind of going through the motions. Chapter two was, for the most part, going through the motions as well. The end of chapter three here, when I we finally got something done. Yeah. You know, we killed the professor. That's when I was like, okay, I'm on board now. And then we get that big twist of, shit, the princess is actually the bad guy in this. She's trying to take over Vizima. I was like, I want to keep playing. I, w- I want to see what the hell is going on here. You know, that was that that was the first time in this game where I made it to a stopping point and said, I kind of want to see what's going to happen next. So, it it, it finally kind of hit that groove with me in chapter three. The combat finally clicked with me, knowing you know which potions to use, stuff like that. Um, dodging is very significant in this game. I know I mentioned to you via text message, but uh, there's been a multiple fights where I was like, shit, I'm getting the hell kicked out of me. Um, and so I, I kind of looked up some tips and tricks for the, the combat itself and double clicking in an area where an enemy's not standing. He'll basically do like a juke move or like a, he'll do a spin move to get out of the way of stuff. And so I've been using that a lot. You know, just being able to like just kind of dodge out of the way of attacks and things like that. Yeah, I think I've done that accidentally a bunch of times and not really knew why it was happening. Yeah, that's 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 the whole like kind of like a dodge mechanic, um, and it works for the most part. So, um, but yeah, everything kind of clicked with me in this in this this chapter. Uh, finally, you know, after twenty hours in, I'm finally starting to get in my groove. After we're halfway past halfway through this game, so um, I don't know. It's I mean, how, how do you feel about it? Yeah, pretty much the same way. I mean, uh, the game did start to 
to, to smooth out a little bit. I mean, the chapter was much, much shorter, which helped. Uh, well, maybe not much, much shorter. But it probably took me seven hours or so. I, I I feel like it was significantly shorter. There was a lot of there was a lot of shit we had to do in it, but it seemed like it was all in the same vicinity. Yeah, not a lot of traveling involved. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's some. Um, I don't know. It, it it was something that just kind of clicked. It, it, it's the mere fact that we finally killed somebody. You know well, that was. You know, there, there's yeah, we killed somebody big. One of the two big bad guys. There's the bombshell that you mentioned with Ada, and there's also the part that we didn't talk about where we go meet the guy behind the mirror. Yeah, I totally forgot to mention that. Which it's a pretty big twist. It, it is a pretty big twist, but I don't think it's going to have any significance in the story later on. So the the guy in the mirror, when we go in and we run into him, um, he's basically. He keeps trying to be mysterious about it, but eventually he just comes out and tells us who he is. Or actually, I figure out who he is, or Geralt figures out who he is. Um, and um, he is basically the prince, or is he the prince or the king of another of another kingdom? I thought he was the king. All right, he may be the king of another kingdom. Um, and he, he, he really, really wants to basically marry Ada. He, he wants to be able to basically combine the kingdoms. It would be great for both, both, uh, countries, you know, it, both in, in commerce and in public relations. It would help out with this kind of like this big war that's going on and, you know, it, it 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 would help out a lot of things, but he can't get her to to marry him, and he he's trying to get a leg up uh, any way he can, which was why he was almost negotiating with the Salamandran. Um, and that's I mean that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, pretty much. No other real bombshells or anything like that. Uh, the only other thing that I forgot to mention was that we we actually team up with the werewolf. Uh, b- b- before we get teleported to the base, um, the the salamandra attack where Triss and Luvarden are uh, before she teleports us, and uh, we're down in the bottom, basically in the bar part of the area, and uh, we have to fight a bunch of salamandra, and we have uh, Vincent there as the werewolf. Helping us fight. And then we get another cutscene of basically we chose not to kill him. And there's always a cutscene of Geralt talking about it and saying, this is the consequences of your choice. And he was basically saying, I guess not all monsters are bad. Yeah. In a very, very like not subtle way. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's it for this chapter. Finally getting something done. The professor is dead. Now it's on to Marianne. And things have ratcheted up between the Scoia'tael and the Order. Yeah. Uh, the I think that's going to come to a head in this chapter probably. 
or it may be the the final thing is that there's going to be a big fight going on and depending on who you chose or depending on who or on, on future decisions you're going to have to pick a side yeah i'm going to try and stay neutral but i don't know that that's possible yeah i don't think that's possible either and uh, you know trish kind of alluded to that in the beginning of this chapter when she was talking to us after talking to the mirror lady um she was like you're getting to the point now where you can't just sit around and not choose a side you know, you you are a predominant part in this war, and you're a predominant part in this this whole grand scheme, and people are looking to you to choose, and you're going to have to choose eventually. So, we'll see see the fruits of that labor, I guess, a little bit later on. But I am totally for the order. Yeah, I'm mostly for the square itself. Yeah, I. I understand the Scoia'tael and and where they're coming from, but they are doing it in totally wrong ways. While I do not really see the Order as bad guys. The Order is basically a group of knights that are trying to fight terrorists. And the Scoia'tael has done pretty much everything they can to make them look like terrorists. Yep. So... The Scoia'tael is not helping their cause by being a bunch of douchebags that kill people and rob banks and shit like that. So, I mean, to me, it's kind of like either go with these rebellious people who really want something good but are going at it in a bad way or go with the the order and they're just doing what needs to be done to be protected. So... Because I don't, the order doesn't strike me as it's not as simple as like the mages and the Templars in in Dragon Age. You know, the Templars are are wanting to use the mages and 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 keep them in check and shit like that. And the mages are like, oh, we're really just people. We have powers and shit. You know, it, it's kind of cut and dry. Yeah. While in this one, the, the Skull seems like bad guys. You know, while the order doesn't really, they're not persecuting these people. They're just basically trying to keep their city safe. Once again, there's no shades of gray for me here. They handle it so weird. Aren't they forcing the Scoia'tael out though? A lot of, I mean, a lot of, they just hate anything that's not human. I never got that vibe from them. No. I mean, every time I've talked to an order guy or talked to Siegfried, Siegfried never acts like he's a, he's a racist against elves or dwarves. You know, he's just basically like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my job. I'm stopping terrorists, you know, and it just so happens these terrorists are, are elves and dwarves that are doing about a lot of bad shit. So I don't know. It's getting kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm for the Scoia'tael, but I'm not. I'm not really, again, I'm not backing them per se. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not wholeheartedly joining them. Right. So, 
and I don't want to see anything bad happen to really anyone in the order, but especially Siegfried. So I'm, I'm not sure where my loyalties will end up lying, even though so far I've, I've sided with Yaven. Yeah. The only thing I can think of that they tried to make Siegfried seem kind of morally ambiguous was whenever he went into the bank and said, nobody's leaving this alive. You know, that was the thing. Like, he, And it kind of felt a little bit out of character for him because he was like, he says, all right, well, we're going to do this. We're, we're going to kill these guys. They're terrorists. The, the, there is no talking. And I was like, huh, that's kind of weird. I mean, it doesn't sound like the Siegfried that I've seen throughout the first two chapters. So it's interesting how they're handling that. Plus, we haven't even had a beer yet. I don't really know anything about Siegfried. I don't know if they drink. That could be in the lore. I don't know. I ha- I don't see Siegfried as a drinker. <laughs> right. I just mean we haven't, you know, we haven't had any casual conversations for me to really know much about about him. Every time I get a cutscene with Geralt talking to himself and and telling his story, every time he he talks about Siegfried, he talks as if he is a righteous man. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, then that, that that's 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 all I need to know. You know, is like Siegfried is a good man. He thinks he's doing the right thing. So maybe that's all there is. That maybe that's all I need to know. Who knows? We'll see how this ends. But yeah, that's it. That's into chapter three. That's all we're gonna have for today. I do appreciate everybody listening. And um, if you'd like to get in contact with us, let us know what you think about uh, the Witcher. Uh, and give us some impressions of The Witcher 3, because I know a lot of you guys out there that are listening are playing it right now. Let us know your impressions of The Witcher 3. No spoilers or anything like that, but you know, give, you know, shoot us an email. You can shoot me an email. It's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also follow us both on Twitter. I'm at DMLFury. Matt is at REMGS. And you can follow the podcast itself. It's at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for us. I mean, if you would like to leave us an iTunes review, we'd greatly appreciate it. Um, I haven't looked at it lately, so if you would leave it, if you would leave us one, I I, I will definitely read it on the show because we appreciate that. And um, I I love interacting with our listeners, so definitely hit us up on email or on uh, Twitter. Uh, let us know what what you think of uh, what's going on in The Witcher. Am I choosing the wrong side here? Is it? Uh, is Shawnee going to come back to bite me in the ass? Is she actually working for the Scoia'tael and she's going to use this source of power to to basically make the elves, you know, take over the humans? That could very well happen. I don't know. I highly doubt it. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I, I don't think I could be completely wrong, but I don't think I think all roads are going to eventually lead to one. In this game. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen a bit of that where choices are not really choices. They're just cosmetic differences. Yeah. But we'll find out. Yep. But yeah, we're uh, we're going to take off here. I uh, hope you enjoyed. And um, we will be back next week with Chapter 4 of The Witcher. Until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. 
And we're out of here. Hope you guys have a great week. And uh, we will be at back next week with uh, not the climax, but very getting, getting very close to the end of The Witcher. <laughs>